You are listening to the Keeping It Juicy podcast. Your main squeeze in nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe and click the bell icon on YouTube so you can get notified every Tuesday when we upload a new episode. You can also add us on Facebook and Instagram at Keeping It Juicy Podcast. All right, we live. We live. Welcome to episode 29. <laughs> All about the D. Vitamin D, that is. Oh. <laughs> so before we do get into that, let's kind of go into our new nutrition in the news, which kind of new, but I mean. Kind of old, ed- too. <laughs> everyone's heard all about this. So basically, Fair Life and Coca-Cola basically deal with their, they deal with their Fair Oaks abuse fallout. So for those of you that don't know, um, an animal abuse video did come out from I think one of the teammates that were undercover at the company from it's called this this company is called ARM so that stands for Animal Recovery Mission and they just record a whole bunch of animal abuse of the cows which it's called fair life for a reason you're supposed to treat the animals fairly get their milk and call it a day but the video clearly shows that it does not so Mm -hmm. Fun fact about this article is that it's from this website called Daily Reporter, and I tried to copy and paste the article, but the website wouldn't let me, and instead a pop-up came up that said that what that the content was copyright protected, and if I wanted to share it, I could only share this little summary about the article. So I thought, and let me uh, guess, the summary like spoke highly or like downplayed what happened? It, it basically downplayed. It was yeah. like maybe three sentences long. And of course, but we're going to attach a link for you guys to check out the article. But I just want to summarize basically the aftermath of that abuse article. And it, they did say that they did fire those employees that were suspected to do the animal abuse, which there's no uh, suspect it's on video. <laughs> Dude, I'm just <laughs> quoting from the article. <laughs> but the thing about this is it can never be measured down to just four people. I mean, clearly it's been happening on a wider scale. They're just downplaying it a lot. And they did agree, Fair Oaks, um, to actually cooperate with the local Indiana police at, like, to continue to make this an active investigation into actual animal abuse. So they apparently they plan to install cameras at all points in the facilities, which may or may not be turned off. <laughs> right. Uh, Conveniently. Right. Right. And then that's, it's supposed to limit um, these incidences and basically make the footage live and accessible to the public, mm-hmm. which I guess is that'd cool. Be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that, that would make me feel a lot better, but that you could just chime in any time to just check mm-hmm. out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and then yeah. they did agree to hire a full-time animal welfare specialist mm-hmm. as well. That's so, cool. So that's really good. And they're yeah. apparently supposed to be increasing their audits for animal cruelty and whatnot. But after this video, it's going to take a really, really long time for not only me, but just everybody else to trust Fair Life. Because ever since that video came out, 
I was like, okay, I'm going to stop buying the products. It's yeah. not that I do buy Fair Life a lot, but when I go to the store, I choose that brand for a reason. Mm-hmm. But that brand kind of fucked with my trust, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and now you're going to intentionally not buy them right. because and, of this, yeah. Right, and I've even intentionally tried to avoid buying Coca-Cola products because, as we mm-hmm. all know, yeah. Fair Life is part of Coca-Cola. and yeah. But we'll see how this goes, and please leave us your thoughts, comments um, about this particular incident and what they're trying to do to combat it. Do you drink milk? And if so, what do you look out for? So, I mean, I'm glad that the company, I, I believe what the company said is probably the best thing that they could say that they're going to do. But it just comes down to are they actually going to do it? How quickly? where are these cameras going to be placed? You know, right. they could place the cameras in the break room, <laughs> you know, something. Right. It's a pretty big facility out. too. Yeah. Like so. I want to see everything. If that's truly what their solution is to earn the trust back and mm. being able to see exactly what is going on at any time would, would build my trust back. I mean, personally, right. I don't, Fairlife, like, I don't know. I don't see it a lot here in California. I don't know if I shop at Sprouts and Trader Joe's. They might just not carry it. Um, so they, I didn't buy it a lot anyways. They typically carry it at a lot of the grocery markets here mm-hmm. and sometimes even the gas stations and whatnot. Okay. They do carry Core Power, which is part of Fairlife, which I didn't mm-hmm. realize that until I looked at it. They mm-hmm. do carry that a lot because sometimes gas station do carry those protein shakes and whatnot Hmm. yeah Yeah. i'll keep a closer eye out to see what i see here in california but i don't think it's as prominent out here um but we'll see we'll keep you guys posted on on what they're actually doing to you know kind of resolve this issue but it just sucks because just because i think they're just sorry that they got caught Um, I'm hoping that, you know, the company itself just didn't know. It's hard to say, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. think any company really wants their animals to be mistreated. I do believe that. I don't think it's like part of their (laughs) staff training, like, okay, and if the cow's not listening, kick it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I truly believe that. Um, I just think it could be, you know, the staff gets frustrated because maybe they're underpaid and overworked. So they take their frustrations out on the animals because they have certain quotas to meet. And that might be the company's fault, but I don't think the company ever says, okay, start beating the animal when it doesn't listen. Right. So it's, it's and tough. Plus the, plus the little calves. So it's, yeah, not exactly. So it obviously does fall back on the higher ups in the company. And I'm glad that they said they're going to deal with it the way they're going to deal with it by placing cameras everywhere and, you know, and hiring hiring the suspects. Right. And hiring that animal welfare specialist. And I think they're going to do a couple of other things too. Well, I hope they actually hire like an animal welfare specialist that is from a company that's not associated with fair life. Cause that's, not from big sugar, <laughs> big soda. Yes. So that could be, I'd be interested to see what company they hire a specialist from 
Is it one of their associates? Is it an in-house animal welfare specialist that they train themselves? Like there's so many other questions. Right. But at least they're releasing statements that are in the right direction. And I, yeah, we'll see what comes of it, but. Yay. So that's our new nutrition in the news. Yes. (laughs) Moving on to the uh, bulk of our episode today, it is going to be all about the D vitamin D that is. So let's dive into what actually is vitamin D. So vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. So long story short, it's primarily found in fatty foods. So A, D, E, and K are your fat soluble vitamins. And when you think about like what foods your fat soluble are found in, you know, think of like naturally occurring fatty foods. So vitamin D is primarily found in Uh, fatty fish and some in eggs. The only exception will be mushrooms and we'll get into that later. Don't forget the sun. So why do we need vitamin D? Vitamin D is primarily known for its role in increasing and facilitating calcium absorption in the gut. It also helps maintain sodium, calcium and phosphate levels in the blood, which why it plays such a big role in dialysis, which That's a completely different story, but vitamin D is involved in bone remodeling, and we talked about this. We already talked about the process of osteoblasts and osteoclasts in the last episode, so feel free to check that out. And without sufficient vitamin D, bones can become thin, brittle, or just mishappen. Vitamin D does have other roles in the body that includes cell growth, neuromuscular, and immune function, and reduces overall inflammation. So many genes encoding proteins that regulate cell proliferation, differentiation, and apoptosis are actually modulated in part by vitamin D. This is basically cell death and growth. (laughs) Basically, it suggests that vitamin D plays the role in development of cancer as well. But research is emerging and and it looks promising, but still too early to tell from that point of view. Yeah. The, the biggest piece that I gathered from its role in cancer is, you know, apoptosis is natural cell death mm-hmm. and cancer cells don't like to die. <laughs> so if, di- if vitamin D plays a role in that process, it's kind of adding to the natural timeline that cells have. And yeah, just kind of that whole relationship, it doesn't like kill cancer cells, but it just helps how cells grow, divide, and then natural cell death. It doesn't like seek out and kill them. Mm -hmm. It just keeps them functioning as they normally should. Right. More so. (laughs) Can you explain more what it does with um, dialysis? So in dialysis, kidneys play a huge role in the activation of vitamin D. And then when your kidneys are kaput, then you basically, almost all of my dialysis patients are vitamin D deficient. So a lot of times we do, we do supplement their diet with vitamin D, nutritional vitamin D. And then we even supplement with vitamin D analog, which is completely different. That affects a different hormone. Mm-hmm. But, and also um, the only time we don't, supplement vitamin d 
is if a patient has calcifylaxis, so basically a lot of calcium floating around in the blood, which mm-hmm. vitamin D will not help that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. So a huge role. Yeah, vitamin D has a huge role in just healthy bodies and I mean dialysis is such a complicated case within itself so so moving on to how much we actually need and obviously it depends um we're talking healthy individuals this obviously doesn't apply to dialysis and other medical conditions you know this is just for healthy people Mm-hmm. And the best way to really determine how much you need is to figure out where you're at right now. You know, we suggest getting, just go get your blood tested like every once in a while, see where you're at. Um, about a year ago, I was actually vitamin D deficient, which I was super surprised at because one, I live in San Diego. I do get sunshine. I take a multi, I ate you know, pretty balanced. This was kind of, I got my blood test kind of coming out of prep. So also not too surprising that, you know, things get screwed up. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, just, just for overall health, you know, just figure out where you're at. So what we actually need overall, like less than 12 is considered vitamin D deficiency. Anywhere from 12 to 20 is considered inadequate for Mm -hmm. overall health and bone health and whatnot. And then anywhere from 20 to 50, and this is all nanograms per milliliter, this is considered adequate for bone and overall health in healthy individuals. That mm-hmm. is important, not for specific medical conditions or diagnosis. And then there actually is, you can be, there's vitamin D toxicity. It is a fat soluble vitamin, meaning you can store it. It's not a water soluble. You won't pee it out. And this is like over 125. And there has even been cases of over 150. So that's a lot. Right. No, it, it, it is a lot. I've actually had one of my patients that came in over the vitamin D dose. I was like, you can stop taking the nutritional. <laughs> yeah. So just a little of a side note when it comes to vitamin D testing, So there are multiple forms of vitamin D and actually before 2009, there was no standardized way or form of what to test for. So false negatives and positives were extremely common. You know, one lab might've been testing for this form. One lab might've been testing for that form. And you, we, there was just results were all over the place. Mm -hmm. So there has been standardization since 2009 And this issue has decreased, but, you know, it's still a good idea to be mindful that you're getting your testing done at a reputable facility. I mean, your doctor's offices and hospitals are probably just fine, but those like vitamin, like where you send your, like, there's like things where you can send like your spit to a lab over the internet and they'll tell you your vitamin levels. So I don't know about that. I mean, go to your doctor. Yeah, go to your doctor. Don't waste the 200 bucks and send your spit in the mail. Or I think you can actually go directly to LabCorp. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. sign up for one of their lab jaws and you can get it tested that way. Mm-hmm. So, and there's like, I mean, in San Diego, Quest Diagnostic is pretty popular. So just go to a reputable 
reputable place. There's plenty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So vitamin D recommendations do vary based on age. So what do you need? Well, I'm about to tell you. So <laughs> babies usually need about 400 IU. So IU stands for international units. That's just how vitamin D is typically measured. And then if you're between the ages of one and 70, 600 IUs are typically needed. And if you're over 70, 800 IUs are needed. So if you didn't already know, you can actually make your own vitamin D too. So basically UVB rays penetrate the skin. It converts continuous seven dehydrocholesterol to pre-vitamin D3, which in turn becomes vitamin D3. Season, time of day, length of day, cloud cover, smog, skin melanin content, skin meaning your skin color, and sunscreen are among the factors that affect UV radiation exposure and vitamin D synthesis. So geographic latitude does not consistently protect the average vitamin D levels in a population. So I do just want to make a note of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that means like... um where you're like located Mm -hmm. and just going back to like length of day obviously during the shorter days like winter there's less sun out so it's gonna be different um but there actually is a online calculator it's called omnicalculator.com we'll put a link in the show notes and this is actually this calculator is built for like tanning (laughs) but It's a good calculator to figure out, like, because this calculator will tell you how long you can stay in the sun based off of your skin type, your altitude, and then the type of day. So sunny, cloudy, snowy, things like that before getting burned. So this is helpful because you don't want to get burned because then there's cancer risk associated with that, which is kind of odd that vitamin D also shows research that helps with cancer. So interesting. And speaking of that, there are actually no studies at this time to determine if UVB induced synthesis of vitamin D. So basically making vitamin D from the sun can occur without increased risk of cancer. So this sucks that there's no studies because, you know, we say vitamin D we can make it from the sun, which is good. But then there's no studies that actually say like, but that won't increase your risk as well. So double-edged sword kind of. Or I don't know. We also don't have access to a whole lot of studies either. So Right, right. Yeah, we, we don't, you know, other things will. But that statement was actually taken from the review study mm-hmm. that, that most of these um, – facts and information are coming from. So they claimed that there was no studies at the time. Mm -hmm. And I believe this study was released not too long ago. So maybe new studies have emerged, but the research that even vitamin D helps with cancer is still very new. Mm -hmm. So. So without further ado, let's kind of go into the food sources of vitamin D. So as we know, there are very few foods in nature that actually contain vitamin D. So typically the flesh of fatty fish, such as salmon, tuna, and mackerel, and other fish liver oils are usually the best sources, which you're making a funny face. (laughs) So small amounts of vitamin D are actually also found in beef liver, 
cheese and egg yolks. I say to the beef lover because my mom used to make me eat that all the time. And vitamin D in these foods is primarily in the form of vitamin D3 and is metabolite 25 D3. So some mushrooms provide the vitamin D2 in variable amounts. So mushrooms with enhanced levels of vitamin D2 from being exposed to ultraviolet light under controlled conditions are also available. So that's why some mushrooms have that extra vitamin D in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mushrooms are the only plant source that have a source of vitamin D. And I'm doing quotations because mushrooms are actually fungi, not plants. So (laughs) fun fact. Um, And that's how they're able to synthesize vitamin D and kind of store it because they can take the UVB radiation and turn it into vitamin D, which then we can consume. But it's not all mushrooms. Like these mushrooms had to have been exposed to certain levels or enhanced the UVB rays. We don't really know how where the mushroom came from when we bought it in the store and what sort of conditions right. it was like. So, and typically uh, the, the mushrooms with extra vitamin D do have it written on it that there is vitamin D in it. Versus mm. if you go to try to buy a regular mushroom. Mm. Chances are they don't really have that much vitamin D in there. So I'll have to look. I've never noticed that. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, that's interesting. You know, mushrooms can be a good source of vitamin D and then actually fortified foods provide most of the vitamin D in the American diet, fish liver oils and beef liver are not um, heavily (laughs) consumed. Typically typically soy milk is, Soy milk is fortified with vitamin D too. Well, almost all of the milk supply is voluntarily (laughs) fortified um, with 100 international units per cup. And actually in Canada, it's um, 35 to 40, so a little bit less. And margarine is actually fortified at at least 530 international units per 100 grams. So... Yes, soy milk is part of that category too because vegans and vegetarians will drink soy milk instead of regular milk. But this became like mandatory in the 1930s when the milk fortification program was implemented in the United States. And this was because rickets was a huge public health concern at that time. So the government took it upon themselves to create this program. So now vitamin D fortification is very common because rickets was a huge problem back then. So other dairy products um, that are made from milk, such as cheese and ice cream are generally not fortified, but ready to eat breakfast cereals often contain vitamin D as well. Uh, Orange juice is also fortified. You can find vitamin D fortified orange juice uh, and then yogurt. And like I said before, margarine will have some vitamin D as well. So you can actually go to the USDA, so the uh, United States Department of Agriculture's website. Their nutritional data database will put the link in our show notes. And it has a comprehensive list of the vitamin D containing foods and it's arranged by like the nutrient content. So I would suggest checking it out and kind of gauging how much vitamin D you actually get, especially if you're someone who works inside, doesn't do a lot outdoors, doesn't get a lot of sunshine, you, you might be vitamin D deficient. I, I never thought I'd be vitamin D deficient because I do spend time outside. 
I was taking a multi and I was still borderline. Granted, this was coming off of a bikini prep. So my nutrients were not adequate, but I was still taking a supplement, but I was still much lower than I thought I should be. So might be worth it to take a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The more you know. So that kind of sums up our vitamin D episode. We do want to give a social media shout out. I apologize if I butcher this, but so Phila Copper, Cooper, something like that. Uh, she follows us on YouTube. So thank you very much. We have been keeping an eye out to see who follows us on YouTube. And she is also a degree nutritionist, graduated from San Diego State sometime around us as well. We're not exactly sure before or after (laughs) it was after us after us okay awesome Mm -hmm. and she's actually in nebraska right now as a master of public health promotion grad student so thank you very much for following us so remember to like and comment specifically if you're on youtube for our next social media shout out because we always keep an eye out so yeah watching (laughs) y'all (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. That sums up our all about the D episode. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keeping It Juicy podcast. You mean squeeze the nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe so you can join us every Tuesday for a brand new episode. Also, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Keeping It Juicy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a review. Five stars, no less. On whatever platform you're listening to, or send us an email at keepingitjuicypodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any topics you'd like for us to touch upon, shoot us an email. Until next time, don't do anything that I wouldn't do. So other dairy products made from milk, like milk, (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.